0: It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Well, good morning. Good morning to y'all. It's me. My name is Dave. I'm married to Rachel Hollis. Yep. Yep. She is not here this morning. I am coming to you from the hallowed studios of the Start Today Morning Show. And it is me alone today because Rachel Hollis is recording a podcast with a good friend of ours who is super, super smart about all things personal finance for next week's Rise podcast. But he lives in Florence, Italy. His name is David Bach. And so she is going to be spending time with David this morning while I am going to spend time with you. Good morning, y'all. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday here in Texas. I assume that it's Wednesday where you are as well. I hope that this morning finds you surviving this quarantine. I hope that uh, this finds you... Uh, Doing your best to make it through. Hold on. Jeffrey the dog is already trying to ruin the morning show that no one is talking about Hold please hold, please Jeffrey Go live your best life. Uh, Oh Hello, good morning Uh, Have I read all the books behind me? I have not read all of the books behind me. Some of these books behind me are romance novels that Rachel Hollis loves. Most of them, to be honest, are nonfiction, and all of them are books that will fuel your mind. But no, I have not read all of them. Rachel has read all of them. Uh, Welcome to Another Day in Quarantine. Welcome to us as a community coming together to reach for more. Uh, to hopefully try and lift each other up and inspire each other to persevere through what inevitably is going to be a season that is harder than any of us would have necessarily signed up for, but it is here either way. So uh, I had thrown out in my run this morning, went on a run with about 50 people who were able to jump into the run with me. Man, I appreciated that. Uh, It's so nice to normalize the fact that one, All of us, every single one of us, is going through this thing at the same time. It is a thing that we are having to process on a very individual basis because we are, for the most part, quarantining by ourselves and in the privacy of our homes, in the privacy of us trying to process what the heck this thing means to each of us. It can feel super isolating and totally alone until you open up to a community like this and realize that we are all going through the same kind of thing. Maria asks, where's Rachel? Isn't that the question on a Wednesday morning? Rachel had to uh, record a podcast with one of our very, very good friends, David Bach. David lives in Florence, Italy, where he has been with his family for almost a year's worth of time. Uh, He is a genius in all things finance, personal finance in particular, And so he is going to be a guest on The Rise podcast again to talk specifically about how do we think through the things that are happening from the lens through the lens of personal finances because, man, there are a lot of things that are happening. It is frightening in some respects when we think about uh, finances and we wanna talk honestly about what we can do to get a handle on the things that feel overwhelming during this time. So she will be back tomorrow, don't you worry about it. In real time, she's trying to create some amazing content that will help all of us uh, persevere through this season of unknown. So uh, I asked as I was running today if there were any questions that people had, specifically knowing that I was gonna be in here talking to you by myself without Rachel. And I wanna just start with the most asked question, which was, how the heck are we gonna get through this? How do I keep the faith during a crisis like this? And so I wanna start just by asking a question of what story you are staying connected to about how well you can handle adversity because every single one of us every single one of us has a story running in our head whether it is conscious or unconscious that informs how much we think we can handle or how well we believe that we can personally persevere through and the reason why this is important right the reason why this is important is we are about to be tested in ways that we have maybe never been tested in our life. And if we are connected in any way to a story that we are not capable of handling hard things, we will be on the lookout to find evidence of that story in our life, and it will make what is about to be, you know, come for all of us a very hard thing to get through. Instead, I wanna challenge you when you start to question whether you have the capacity, whether you have the tenacity, whether you have the perseverance to handle the thing that we are handling together, to think back through all of the times that you absolutely were standing on the other side of having persevered through something that was bigger than you thought you could handle. Right? If you are listening to this and you have birthed a child you have already proof of your capacity to do miracle work. You have the po- you have the proof that you were able to get through something that nobody normally can get through and you did it and you're alive and you're standing on top of that triumph and now that you are standing on top of that triumph you can in the confidence of that perseverance lean on that story, on that proof that you can do these hard things. There's there's something called a limiting belief. And it can, man, sometimes uh, sound a little like hooey-wooey when you're talking in the personal development space about limiting beliefs. But a limiting belief is just a story that you have stayed connected to that in some way limits what is possible for your life, limits what you think you are capable of, limits how you think you can show up in this life. And those beliefs, those things that you believe are, they're from someone, right? Someone has story told in your life, the set of stories that in some way are limiting what you believe yourself to be capable of. And so the thing that I have to challenge you with when you start to feel like you may not be possibly capable of doing the things that sit in front of us, ask yourself where the storytelling came from that makes you doubt your ability to do hard things. Right? Where does that story come from? Because these stories come from somewhere, and if you can get to the source, you get to ask a very important question. Does the source that has me questioning my ability to do hard things, does the source of that story have credibility? Right? Does it come from a credible source? Because so many times the stories in my life that were limiting beliefs, that had me thinking that I was not capable, that I was not worthy, that I was not enough, came through the lens of someone or something that had credibility at one point in my life but does not any longer have any credibility in my life whatsoever. So the first you have to ask is does the storyteller who has you believing that you are not capable of handling hard things, does that storyteller still have credibility? One, if they have credibility, right? Sometimes it's someone that you love, sometimes it's someone that is inside of your home that you are even sometimes married to, that you were birthed from. It may be someone that has credibility. Then you have to ask, if they have credibility, like you give them credibility in your life, does that credibility extend to this specific topic? Does their credibility in your life, it could be your mother, could be your mother-in-law, the person who's fueling the way that they think about your capacity to be strong through this season, does their, their story, through the lens of their fear, have credibility on what you are actually capable of? And if the answer to either of those questions, do they have credibility in your life? Yes or no. If they Do they have credibility on the subject? Yes or no. If the answer to either of those questions is no... Be free from that story. You and only you are the determining factor of what you can handle in this life. And there are so many proof points of your having been resilient and persevering through hard things in the past. And you are going to have to stay connected to your tenacity, to your perseverance, to your ability to do hard things. Because that's what we are walking toward. Search for the truth In your experience. Not the stories that are told through the lens of someone else's fear. That is the first thing that I argue you have to do. You have been through hard things. You can get through hard things. We are going to be starting on Monday this thing called Next 90 Days. And in Next 90 Days, as a community, we are going to walk through this thing together. And I am going to, you know, tell you right now, we are every single time. We are going to challenge you to challenge the stories that you are believing about your capacity to handle hard things. Because this is going to be hard. But you can handle hard things. And if you don't believe it, you will go on the hunt for evidence to support your beliefs. So dang it, you've got to believe it. And as you believe it and declare that, yep, you can handle hard things... Then you will be on the outlook. You will be on the search. You will look for evidence to support your hypothesis that you can do hard things and you'll find the evidence that that exists. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, like, how do we get through this on just a more practical, like pragmatic? How do we get through this? Right. How do we get through this? One of the things that I will argue for in how we get through this is creating normalcy in abnormal times create some normalcy during abnormal times and this is man easier said than done when your partner and your kids and you're stuck in the house and there's challenges but you have to be so intentional with how you are scheduling and planning your day you have to be so deliberate with how you stay connected to your morning routine you have to stay really disciplined with what i call time blocking how can you Instead of thinking about how we're going to get through all of this, how are we going to get through this whole thing that we have to trudge through? How can we get through today? And if today sometimes feels overwhelming, you wake up in the morning and you say, I don't know if I can get through today. How can you take your day and compartmentalize it into six to eight two-hour blocks, into 12 one-hour bursts, that you have to get through. And I can tell you right now, there's two great benefits that come from it. One, you are front-loading yourself and those humans in your life to expect what will happen in this day. But also, if you can time block, you know that from nine to 10, and from 10 10, 10 to 11, and 11 to 12, you are going to do this thing, then this thing, then this thing, you will feel a sense of accomplishment that returns you to a sense of normalcy, that will create momentum, that makes enduring whatever's coming our way unbelievably more manageable. Uh, you, You have to find ways to, in the simplicity of making your bed, in the simplicity of spending time moving your body, in the simplicity of sitting with your kids and reading a book, in the simplicity of what it now looks like to homeschool. Having discipline around blocks of time So that instead of feeling overwhelmed by the questions of what if or how long, what if and how long introduces the possibility of 1 million outcomes that you cannot control. You cannot control the 1 billion outcomes that are inevitably in the question, what if and how long around what we are persevering through right now. But you can absolutely control how you're gonna handle today, you can absolutely control how you're gonna handle the next hour of this day. And in that hour of this day, your perspective in that and on that is going to be that much more important. I will say, uh, while I was on my run, Trent Shelton, good friend Trent Shelton, jumped into the run, And I had asked him if he would talk just a little bit about the podcast of his that is up today, Straight Up, with Trent Shelton. It is a fantastic podcast. And today, it is all about perspective. Today is all about perspective. And perspective in this season is going to be one of the most important things. Why is it important? Because in a world of uncontrollable variables you have to stay connected to the things that you can control and of all the things you can control your perspective is the most important i put up a post today about the idea that yep we are all anxious to return to normal we are we are interested in having our disrupted life return to its normal as fast as possible and my warning is let's not rush back to normal Because there are some things that we need not go back to. There are some things, if you can use the the precious gift of the slowdown, the, the time that we are afforded here, to think differently about how this is for us. How we now get the gift of understanding what is important and what, frankly, more importantly, is not important. How we can work differently. How we are spending time with certain people more. And now that we are not spending time with certain people, how we may not need to return to those circles because they were not fueling who we are. Right? Perspective in this season is going to be everything. And so if you, again, get up in the morning and you are struggling to see a light at the end of the day, then you have to focus 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 on how you can just make it through that first hour of the day by leaning into something that will remind you of the gift that this time ends up being another question how do you keep your momentum how do you keep your momentum and i you know like i just alluded to it a little bit but routine for me is everything i am someone unlike rachel who is motivated in a completely different way to show up every single day and chase after it and the way that I have engineered momentum in my life is through, through routine. It is through being maniacal. It is through being robotic. I am a cyborg in the morning in the way that I have to get up and do the same things in the same order to engineer the kind of day that I want to have. That's one. Two, it's what I was just talking about small accomplishments stack on top of small accomplishments. Making your bed may not seem like a big thing, but I am telling you, make your bed. You will will feel a sense of accomplishment and then you will leave the room having done something and know that you have the capacity to do more things. You will then go and you'll prepare breakfast. You will have done something and it will have made, you will go out and move your body. You will have done something and as you just continue to tick small boxes, this is not, oh, go go do all the things. This is, if you can accomplish small goals in your day, every day, that is where momentum comes from. Momentum comes from slowly, every day, doing the small things that give you a sense of accomplishment, so that you can stack those accomplishments on top of each other. Uh, how do you handle failure in a positive way? That was one of the questions that I got. How do you handle failure in a positive way? Well, in the, in the back, against the backdrop of this crisis, if, if you're thinking about anything that's happening in this crisis as failure, I am going to tell you that failure, though, man, we resist failure in life just naturally like no one in in humanity is interested in failing necessarily but i'm telling you right now that failure is the only way that we grow it is the only way that we grow and so the the reframing if you are able to reframe failure as an opportunity for you to learn how you can do something different in a way that will make you better then You'd be crazy to not be interested in walking towards things that you can fail inside of. And I can tell you, as someone who uh, had to make a big career change, because honestly, there were so, so many great variables surrounding me. I had the best team. I had the greatest content. I was in the place where I was not able to fail. And in the absence of failure, you cannot grow. And in the absence of growth, you cannot be fulfilled. So if there is a way for you to connect failure with fulfillment, and I know that it's hard, but if there's a way for you to see failure as the vehicle to being fulfilled, it changes the way that your brain potentially walks toward it. The reason why people don't like to fail, truly, is is ego, is vanity. If, If you could fail... And you knew for sure that people wouldn't judge you for having tried something and shown yourself to not be great at it from the beginning. You'd fail all the time and it wouldn't bother you one little bit. You're worried about other people watching you fail. And the people who've grown the most, who've established the biggest businesses, who have developed the most personally, who are standing on top of you know, life in some capacity, you look up to them, they have a business that you admire, all of them. Every single one of them is standing on top of the decision to fail in an environment where other people were afraid to make that choice. So change the way you think about uh, failure and it will help you grow in a posture of growth. You can be fulfilled. And I'm telling you right now, I, I talked about it in my book, this idea of wanting to protect myself or our family from things that would force us to struggle And the adoption journey that we went through, a thing that I am not interested in reliving, but something that I have so much gratitude for because of the way that it fundamentally, in testing our marriage, made it stronger. In testing our faith, showed itself to exist. In testing our children and pushing them, represented how resilient they could be. And the thing that we're walking through right now, I am telling you right now, no one is going to enjoy... The way this feels two weeks from now or four weeks from now or six weeks from now but in six months from now in a year from now in 10 years from now when we look back and recognize the the pivotal points the tipping points in our life that produced the greatest amount of growth the greatest amount of focus the greatest amount of clarity the biggest gifts in how we think about the way we think This season that we're walking through is going to be one of those times. And if you can in any way stay connected to that on the days that it gets hard, I am telling you it will not be something that any of us want to live through again, but we will have gratitude for having been forged in this fire. The muscle that will be broken down in this time is the thing that will make us believe that we can literally take on anything that comes our way in the future once we've come through it. Where's Rachel? Exactly. Where is Rachel? Rachel is uh, is doing a, an interview with a good friend of ours who happens to live in Florence, Italy, David Bach. And so uh, since the time zone is different, she is getting some great content for next week's Rise podcast on personal finance. She will be back tomorrow. I promise you that. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday. I would like all of you to reach for some joy. You've got to go out there even in the midst of what feels like a darker time and be intentional in how you are looking for signs of optimism and hope and positivity. If you go on the hunt for those things, you will find them. You will find them. If you're needing something that will encourage you today, I mentioned Trent's podcast. I really encourage you straight up. He's talking about perspective. I think it's awesome. I had a couple of amazing podcasts come out yesterday, if I do say so myself, Impact Theory. If you are not currently someone who has ever heard of Impact Theory or the work that Tom Bilyeu and his wife Lisa are doing, I encourage you, take a listen to yesterday's episode of Impact Theory. It is one of my favorite interviews ever with literally one of my five favorite human beings on the planet. So take a listen to Impact Theory. I also, another of my five most favorite human beings on the planet, Amy Porterfield and I had a great conversation for anyone who is working in online marketing, anyone who is uh, remote working as much as, yep, we talk a little bit about my book. We talk too about how to do this work uh, remotely. Listen to... Uh, listen to Amy Porterfield's uh, podcast as well. But anyway, I hope everybody has a fantastic, fantastic day. Look for joy. You will find it. Be the light that every other human being in this world is needing right now. Rachel Hollis, who is not here but will be back tomorrow, will be back with me tomorrow. Have yourself a fantastic day.